Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real world results. That's SAP Business AI. Chris, have you confirmed Senator Franken's office at 2 o'clock? Uh, 2 p.m., sir. We're about 203. 203. All right. Fantastic. We got some news today. Well, it's a big show today. I'll say. Not often that the that gracious celebrity senator would deign to join us, but he has chosen to. But we don't know what the announcement, maybe he'll tell us what the announcement is going to be tomorrow, because officially they haven't said anything. Say, is this Stephen C. Anderson on the line? It certainly is, Joe. Stevie C. Hey, great to be on again. Thank you. Uh, Stephen is a great, great piano player, and I have to stop right now because there's a tremendous echo in my microphone. Check one, two. All right, go ahead. Uh, uh, and we talked to you last go. year. You are the man who has managed to fill the cathedral with your piano music, and you uh, rave about that room, and you're doing that again this year along with other shows, right? Correct. December 14th, we hope to fill the cathedral again, 730. It's free, and it's my third year. I just can't believe it. I'm really excited this year. And you have your own piano brought there, right? Yep, I have a nine-foot Bosendorfer that they uh, let me put right there on the altar, and it's just uh, its an incredible feeling just to look out there and see all the people. Why do you like that room? I, I hesitate to call the cathedral a room, but in music parlance, it's a room. It's Jesus' room. What do you like about that room? Well, the eight-second reverb is really fun to play with, but that space for me is just a place where I can just feel. It's not about what you do, it's just feel. So mm-hmm. I love historic buildings, and it's just been a place that I go running to and just sit. And that's Thursday, December 14th, and that is free. Correct. So How do you get, but you got to have tickets, right? Yeah, it's either search Eventbrite Stephen C. or my website, which is stephencmusic.com. All right, and what are your other shows? Uh, we have the Chan Hazen Dinner Theater for the second year on the 17th, and yeah. then back at the church I play at all the time, St. Joe's in West St. Paul. And I, I want to put in a fun fact about that. Just today, I played a funeral for Emma, 104 years old. Isn't that something? Great living oh. American. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. So we're excited about the show. It's joined by a real powerhouse book with Kathleen Johnson, violinist Pat Frederick. Uh, and at the cathedral, we got the original... Um, chorus through the kids are singing so it's going to be something and it's seven o'clock at the cathedral 7 30 7 30 at the cathedral and everyone listening has seen you play they just don't know it well that's a that's an honor well, no but i mean you've played so many places all over town and people walk in and they hear this delightful music and uh, invariably it turns out to be you well it's, I, I always say I, I never work i get to play right right 
Uh, everything else going okay in uh, Garage Logic? Yeah. All right. For sure. I, I'm listening a lot. There's a lot of news out there, but I'm thinking on the 14th we have to turn off the news and come get a little Christmas. What will that hold? Can you put 2,000 people in there, or is that exaggerated? It's 3,000 if they're like 3,000? I think, I think 2,000 feels more comfortable. Right. And, and tickets yeah. are still available? Correct. Give your website, yeah, give your website again. StephenCMusic.com, or if you use the Google, just Google Stephen C, and I come up number one. And you can probably do the tickets on your phone or whatever, something technological. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have people that will be attending, and they're looking forward to it because they were there last year. So it's fantastic. Well, then I better practice. Yeah, you better. All right, Steve, best of luck. Hey, thanks for having me on. Thank you. Is this him? It is. This guy can play the piano. He's Garage Logic's official piano player. He is. That's why we talk to him every year yes. when he has this. Can you imagine that in that room? No, that would be... Eight-second reverberation? A week from tomorrow. Probably got a hockey game. I don't, I, Thursdays they play. What's wrong with your voice? I I have I'm on the tail end of a cold, so I've got the uh, Barry White pipes. <laughs> Je suis très très magnifique. That sounds even better in French. Il joue au piano, Monsieur Etienne. Etienne joue au piano. Mm -hmm. He plays the piano. That's right. Mm -hmm. Stephen C. Anderson. Yes. He can play. Yeah. He can play. I've played with him. Where? Uh, at his house one time. Oh, I bet your, I bet your contribution up. was good. Well, I, I'm not saying I played. <laughs> I didn't say I played Joe the hit piano. the triangle. Yeah. Ding. Ding. There we go. Stephen, we're a great pair. Never took a look. <laughs> yes. No, he was helping you uh, put together a band for a wedding. And, uh, Got it. And he was the musical director. Uh-huh. After your performance, did he look at you and, to quote the great Tom Kelly, say, know your limitations? Hey, Rook, know your limitations, Rook. He said, never call me again. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's great. He's wonderful. Say, uh, Bill Stein sent a Christmas card? Yes. It's ding, ding. Uh-oh. It's a picture of Bill and his missus yeah. at a fundraiser for the Aiken Hospital. And he's wearing his official offsite correspondent shirt. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Underneath his suit coat. <laughs> well, you know. That takes some cheek. It really does. Because yeah. that fundraiser is probably, you know, you got to be. Do, gotta... we, do we know Steve Wilson? He said he did it to needle Steve Wilson. Yeah. Who was a, who was a very generous donor. Steve yeah. is the uh, the fantasy. Uh, oh, Stephen Julie. Stephen Julie. Yeah, Stephen yes. Julie from the well, Sports Fantasy Well, why Of course auction. I recognize that. Well, man. we're not familiar. You're probably not familiar with his last name in your defense. Well, he probably got dressed up, and there's uh, there's Bill E. with his official offside correspondent T-shirt on under his tux. Yeah, because he's he, he's uh, he's up in that area as well. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and uh, Bill uh, notes in an email, Bill E. Stein. Yes. I always enjoy hearing from the Lake Detective. At one time, I even contemplated be contemplated becoming a limnologist myself. I had a random thought about what else may contribute to the thin ice below bridges. LD is absolutely correct that most of the thinning is due to increased current in the necked down areas, but I think a contributing factor could be the vibration of all the cars, trucks, and even in some cases, oh. trains that pass over the bridges constantly. Good luck and Merry Christmas, Bill E. Stein. Huh. I think he's right. And again, this email is not to be construed as a challenge to the Lake Detective, who right. has never been stumped. Right. The principal reason is the thinning of the... Uh, uh, 
the channel. There. Right. And so there's a there's a when it thins down, necks down, it speeds up. Boom. But uh, other people have said uh, uh, salt from the roads, and now Billy adds vibration, and uh, what did Tom Wilson call it? The Borealis effect, or some. There's a name for it, but I don't have that email anymore. The Aurora. No, it's, it's the, the Northern Aurora, Lights. Aurora Borealis. <clears throat> okay. The city of Minneapolis issued the annual reminder Tuesday for residents to shovel their sidewalks, and the consequences for not doing it go beyond the occasional dirty look from a neighbor. City ordinance requires all owners of homes and duplexes to clear their sidewalks within 24 hours. Otherwise, they call somebody, and they come out and do it, and you get billed for it. That can be pricey. The only reason I mention this is, how do you? Sh you can't shovel the stuff that's on the ground right now. No, you need one of those uh, great, remember the ultimate scraper? I know, but I did a practice walk today, and I gave up after not even a block, because it's hip-breaking weather. Yes, it is. I'm not going out in well, And also, when I read this story this morning, I thought, well, what if you're out of town? Well, that and, and but on this, on this particular snowfall, which really was more of a freezing rain. A nuisance. Uh, you can't even hold the people with Wellstone signs in their windows accountable. There's nobody can shovel this. Right. It's too, it's just, uh, it's, uh, it's, it froze that the rain and then the cold. It's not scrapable. Right. It's not like that, um, that ice that in, in maybe late March, you can slide that scraper and it just all comes up. This, this is, this is not the case. This is sealed yeah. to the concrete. Uh, or you asphalt. know, a flamethrower would be cool. <laughs> okay. In this like case, a flamethrower. uh, yes, it probably would help. But a little propane, uh, torch wouldn't do it. You'd have to get down on your hands and knees. Right. Wait a minute. Heated. Shovels wouldn't even work, huh? I don't think that would work. Warmer up, scraper out. No, well, believe me, I've been thinking a lot. Yeah, he knows. Lines. He's these. I've tried in the garage. He's thinking about stuff. But I, uh, <laughs> for us people who like to walk outside, yeah, we're on hold. I'll yeah, be damned if not... I'm going to go mall walking. <clears throat> it's well, mall walking's not that bad. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. Why? I don't like to work out indoors. I don't. I don't belong to a gym, or I. I, I don't like any of that. I That's like to be outside. Yeah, I, mall walking does not uh, bother me. I know it doesn't. It bothers me though. Okay. Yeah. See, so it should bother with your white sneakers and your mall yeah. Walkers. You get fresh new sneaks, some kicks, huh? Yeah. Uh, Timberwolves lost last night. Wild. wild they didn't play last. No, night. No, they didn't play. The Wild lost last yeah. night. And go for hoopsters. Go for hoopsters. Anytime I'm going to ask Royce, I'm just always going to go the opposite way. He's never been right. No. About the never. house, uh, 100 grand. Uh, I've uh, been right. in nope. the finals maybe once, twice. But did you see the end of the game? The end of the They gopher? were thoroughly outplayed. They they were, and they they just looked. And it, that'll happen. I mean, it's it's college basketball. But did you see the end of the game after Nebraska won? And they, tr they tried to storm the court? I did not. No. I gave there up. were about 29 people that's... <laughs> Well, for by Nebraska standards, wasn't that an upset? But it was kind of like, hey, let's do this, and let's go. Like five people Leroy ran out there, and Jenkins? everybody's like, why are, we, why are we running out to the court? This is dumb. What's the temperature? You got 19. It's supposed 19. to be 19 right now. Is that what it's supposed it's to be? It's supposed to be 19, so it's accurate. All right, very good. Okay. <laughs> Just make a move. Joe Sujure. That's Stevie C. Indeed it is. Wouldn't it be great to be able to play like that, mm -hmm. though? 
Go tell it on the mountain. I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's not a Christmas right song. Right from the mountain. Is that a Christmas song? Uh, yeah, that Jesus Christ is born. I see. So the Mahalia Jack, or um, what's her name? Mahalia Jackson. Yeah, she's saying the song, the best I've ever heard. The fires in Los Angeles are nearing what many tourists would find familiar. Hmm. Uh, Bel Air, the Getty Museum, oh UCLA, the 405 is closed. Uh, parts of Mulholland Drive uh, will be affected. Wilshire, Sunset. Uh, this isn't the rural area of Santa Rosa or, you know, somewhere up near Sacramento. This is pretty much what people would be familiar with uh, when they go to L.A. for a visit or whatever. And... Uh, Today is not going to help them. It's supposed to be windy. The conditions are dry. Uh, the fires are not encompassing large areas given the size of California. But again, the problem is it's affecting areas heavily populated, heavily populated with people. Bel Air is under mandatory evacuation. It's very serious. So you can't stand there in your mink and pearls with your garden hose and try to save your estate. You got to leave. And I looked up the since when, because I know that this will be reported uh, poorly and with bias uh, by traditional news gatherers who have it as part of their template to have any curious event of nature uh, reported as the result of climate change. 1961, according to the Los Angeles Times. All right, what happened? The brush fire that burned several homes in Bel Air today echoed back to one of Los Angeles's most destructive fires, which hit the same neighborhood in 1961. The Bel Air fire ravaged Bel Air and Brentwood over two days, destroying more than 500 homes, including those of celebrities. In a headline, Life magazine later called the fire a tragedy trimmed in mink in a nod to the upscale location of the fire. <coughs> The fire resulted in major changes in local fire safety laws, including brush clearance rules and an eventual city ban on wood shingle roofs. The roofs were highly flammable and allowed the flames to quickly spread through neighborhoods. Because of heavy, heavy lobbying from the roofing industry, it took more than two decades for Los Angeles to completely ban wood shingle roofs. Okay. Wow. Uh, took them that long? Film stars stood their ground against the encroaching flames along other residents. Maureen O'Hara and Kim Novak risked their lives to douse flames with garden hoses. Fred McMurray took studio workers with him from the set of My Three Sons to uh, help evacuate his neighbors and his family from their two-story colonial house in Brentwood. Then McMurray stayed to help firefighters cut down brush uh, around his home. Uh, Burt Lancaster... Uh, saved his $250,000 art collection, which was a good thing. It happened to be on loan from the Los Angeles County Museum of Art. Uh, uh, The lush Bel Air canyons were covered in ash. The hills burned bare. Two chimneys from Zsa Zsa Gabor's Bellagio place house stood like sentinels over the house's charred remains. Uh, What else? The, The printer went foul on me here. Uh, she was in New York when the fire hit. She flew home, and with a shovel in hand and a 10-carat diamond on one finger and pearls around her neck, she sifted through the rubble. So uh, you really have to want to live there to put up with this. 
What What's worse, your commute after a snow and ice storm or your commute through a raging fire? Uh, I take the snow and ice storm. I mean, you really got to want to do this. It's it's uh, it, There's a historical pattern to these fires. California comes out of the drought. The hillsides get lush with greenery. Then it gets dry again. That brush becomes fuel. And all it takes is one flicked cigarette or however it started. Jeez. And bing, bang, boom. You're going to lose your house. And the fire will not distinguish between rich and poor. It's going to devour everything in its sight. Was the other California fire, was that the one that was started by the girl who bragged about it? Or am I thinking of a different fire? Uh, you might be thinking of a fire in either Oregon or Idaho that was started by kids with fireworks. But don't you? I'm, I'm unaware of the one where the girl started. And I thought you about did it. that story. If I did, I don't recall. Okay, I'll have to look it up. But in any event, you know this will reported will be reported by the likes of the evening news broadcast and CNN. Uh, however, subliminally, uh, as further example of a riotous weather brought about mm. by evil capitalists. And that's just not the case. Uh, they've suffered these fires throughout time immemorial and will continue to. How unnerving would it be, though, to be told you need to evacuate? And not just because, but because you, you very likely could lose your home. Two years ago right now, we took the big tour through this whole area. Mm -hmm. And so I can, I, can, I can see it all in my mind's eye. <clears throat> I've never been out there, so I don't know how. I know everything is just right on top of each other. It's lovely. It's it's lovely. But and again, not much acreage is involved, but hundreds of thousands of people are involved right. because they've chosen to live in in Los Angeles. And uh, the Getty Museum might be threatened. I believe that's west of the 405, the fires east of the 405. Uh, but most people who visit LA can identify with these areas now. They're getting into identity UCLA for Pete's sake. Could be threatened. Well, that's what's just in this day and age. It just shows you if if you do not, if you think man is bigger than nature, mm -hmm. this is another mother nature reminder. Uh, no, you're not. And unfortunately, and authors have been writing about the Santa Ana winds for eons. Right, they, they blow hot and nasty. It makes you want to pick up a knife. Raymond Chandler's written about it. Uh, Joan Didion. Uh, the Santa Ana winds are unnerving, and when they hit. Uh, people know they're in for a bad time. Is John Height ready? I believe so. Uh, he's uh, he's making a he's just taking the Santa Ana freeway to the newsroom. logic segment number Uh, Babylon Sisters by Steely Dan. It was a lead cut on Gaucho in 1980. I got a text about that. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. And then I said something about the Santa Ana wind makes you want to grab a knife. Mm -hmm. Chief Offsite off Correspondent Dan, take, play the music under me. Okay. Uh, Chief Offsite Correspondent Dan found the Raymond Chandler passage from Red Wind. Got it. A collection of his short stories. He's at bbonward.com. I know that very well. There was a desert wind blowing that night. It was one of those hot, dry Santa Anas that come down through the mountain passes and curl your hair and make your nerves jump and your skin itch. 
On nights like that, every booze party ends in a fight. Meek little wives feel the edge of the carving knife and study their husbands' necks. Anything can happen. You can even get a full glass of beer at a cocktail lounge. Honest to God, I'm weeping for the written word. I'm weeping for the written Steely word. Steely Dan or Raymond Chandler in the That's same break. I'm just going to retire there's now. There's hardly any radio shows in the world that could give you Steely Dan and Raymond Chandler in the same segment. Oh. Yes. Mm. Anything yeah. can happen. You could even get a full glass of beer at a cocktail lounge. Well, that's what they're enduring right now in Los Angeles, the Santa Ana winds. And they have since the beginning of time. So don't let your nightly newscast lull you into some belief that your minivan has brought this about. (laughs) Here's John Height in the newsroom. Thanks, Joe. Cloudy, uh, still some light snow and 19 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, and downtown Duluth. The wild loss to the Kings last night. 5-2, 5-2, to two, Marion Gabrick scoring twice against his former teammates. Up next for the Wild, they'll stay on the West Coast for a Friday night game against Anaheim. The Gophers, they lose their Big Ten road opener last night to Nebraska, 78-68, uh, next in action Saturday at Arkansas. Already exceeding Major League Baseball recommendation, the Twins today announced the team will further extend the safety netting along Target Field's foul lines. It's about time. The team said in the release it will raise the height of the existing netting from 7 feet to 9 feet and extend the netting beyond each dugout prior to next season. It will now reach further up each foul line to cover the entire dugout box seating areas, which span Section 1 through 17. The Twins also say that material will be crafted from state-of-the-art technology, thin strands, and a knotless intersection. Is this to protect all the people who don't pay attention because they're on their phones? Yeah. But in some <laughs> cases, though, a lot of these newer ballparks, you're sitting so close so to close. the action that even if you are watching, you don't have time to react. Right. Well, I'd just soon see a kid protected. I, me, Yeah, me too. And the yeah. fact that anybody that opposes this is a moron. Yeah. I, I don't well, what's get... what's to oppose? Exactly, because... It, you, you can it, see through you it, You can right? still yeah. see through it. It's not, it's not in any way affecting your view of the game. Uh, this new netting also will be tinged with the color green. To make it blend in with the grass on the playing field. So huh. I'm pretty quick. I think I could probably get out of the way. <laughs> I follow ball coming out. No, all you gotta be is the second fast. Right. How about your sister? Uh oh. not fast enough. <laughs> not fast. She took one to the chops. That was very nice. Is that too soon? Who was the batter? It was Batista. Uh, Jose Batista. Batista. Jose Batista. And that ball's still in her mouth, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, they couldn't <laughs> uh, uh their bits and pieces are just sitting oh, right just there. Stuck you can't, in can't there. get them out. Yeah. So hard, yeah. Right. It's good for tips, though. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she really worked that. Oh, <laughs> How about a screwdriver? Got a great story to go with it. You know. Yes. Uh, news notes. Let me tell you a story about why my mouth was like this. How come your forehead sponsored by Rawlings? <laughs> <laughs> news notes from today. Senator Al Franken's office reports he will have an announcement tomorrow. He's going to tell us about that at 2.03. You think he'll tell us? what? The... Well, we're going to ask him. Okay. This comes after at least 18 senators and the chairman of the Democratic National Committee have called him to resign amid allegations of sexual misconduct. The calls for Franken's resignation follow a new accusation by a former Democratic congressional aide who claimed Franken tried to forcibly kiss her after a taping of his radio show back in 2006. Prune, peach, or alfalfa. Right. Sounds like he tried to go alfalfa again. I think so. Yeah. Franken, thirsty dog. Lap dog. Franken denied the accusation, issuing this statement... This allegation is categorically not true, and the idea that I would claim this as my right as an entertainer is preposterous. I look forward to fully cooperating with the ongoing Ethics Committee investigation. He's facing an Ethics Committee investigation into previous claims by other women 
that he groped. Our liberal icons are just falling, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Jordan's King Abdullah II voicing his concern today over President Trump's decision to recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital and move the U.S. Embassy there, saying the city is key to regional stability. Uh, Even before Trump made the announcement early this afternoon... It spurred a chorus of criticism and concern from regional and world figures, including important U.S. allies like Jordan. They say it risks fueling instability and kills off hopes of a future Israeli-Palestinian peace deal. There is no alternative to a two-state solution, and Jerusalem is the key to any peace agreement, said Abdullah. Abdullah said he had re-emphasized our concerns to the president about recognizing Jerusalem as Israel's capital. The Jordanian king added any such agreement has to allow for an independent Palestinian state and that ignoring Palestinian, Muslim, and Christian rights in the holy city could fuel terrorism. Abdullah is also custodian of the Muslim holy sites in the old city of Jerusalem. And the problem being that Palestine fancies Jerusalem as its capital. Correct. So there's your problem. Now, you got to say one thing about Trump. He's doing everything he said he'd do. <laughs> yes. Russian President Vladimir Putin said today he'll seek re-election in next March's national election. Oh, this is a shock. <laughs> he made the announcement. Running unopposed. At a meeting with workers of the gas factory in Nizhny. Well, go ahead and oppose him and see what happens. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> with his approval ratings at 80%. Oh, it's amazing. Putin is quick, uh, certain to win a quick victory in the vote. Uh, talking to automobile factory workers today, Putin said he couldn't find a better place and a better moment to announce his candidacy. The most visible Putin foe, Alexei Navalny, also wants to run, even though a conviction he uh, a conviction that he calls politically motivated bars him from joining the campaign. Putin has been in power in Russia since 2000. He served two presidential terms from 2000 to 2008, then shifted into the prime minister's seat because of term limits, but continued calling the shots while his ally, Dmitry Medvedev, served as placeholder president. Medvedev had the presidential term extended to six years, then stepped down to let Putin reclaim the presidency in 2012. <laughs> he ain't going nowhere. Crooked, brutal thug. The silence breakers who spoke out and ignited the anti-harassment Me Too movement have been named Time Magazine's Person of the Year. In the wake of revelations about Harvey Weinstein and other men, millions have shared their stories about being sexually harassed and assaulted. The announcement made today on NBC's Today Show, of course, their longtime host, Matt Lauer, recently fired amid harassment allegations. Other finalists included President Trump, Chinese President Xi Jinping, and quarterback Colin Kaepernick. Twitter confirmed to CBS News in late October. (laughs) At over 1.7 million tweets that uh, had included the hashtag MeToo with 85 countries that had at least 1,000 MeToo tweets. Ellie Golding and uh, Kygo, a DJ, have been announced as the latest acts to perform in Minnesota during the star-studded Super Bowl week. Never heard of either of them. Ellie Golding you have. Maybe, but I, not Kygo. I know Kygo because of my kid. What's Kygo? He's a big fan of Kygo. Was that a, is that a male? He's a DJ, yes. Uh, who does remixes? Whoop, 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 whoop. One of those with an I or Y? Well, they don't really sound like that. It's with a Y. Kygo. The Grammy-nominated Golding, a Norwegian electronic dance music artist, will headline at Club Nomadic at Mystic Lake Casino Hotel Friday, February second. Other acts at Club Nomadic include the Chainsmokers on the first of February, Florida Georgia Line on February third. Uh, Golding and Kygo join a growing list of performers who will be in Minnesota for that week. Uh, Jennifer Lopez, of course, we found out the other day, will perform at Nomadic Live on Super Saturday night. Who's this? This is uh, Kygo and uh, Selena. I don't want to hear it. It's horrible. I think that's nice and no, it's soft. Horrible. It's horrible. It's soft. It's horrible. 
You're just wrong. A, just a guitar and a voice. It's horrible. 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 I, Joe, you sound old. Get off my lawn! <laughs> Get off my lawn! <laughs> and police say a Pennsylvania man hiding from police in the crawl space of his girlfriend's home fell through the ceiling right at the feet of a police officer. Wah, wah. Police were looking in the Scranton home for 29-year-old Justin Thompson, who was wanted on charges of assault and harassment. Officers found him in the crawl space, tried to grab him, but he got away, but then plunged into the kitchen where the officer was standing. Uh, police say there were children nearby when Thompson fell, so he's been charged with endangering the welfare of children. Also, his girlfriend charged with hindering apprehension. Thank you. Weather yep. is next. This is what you think when you think of DJ. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Isn't it? Joe Suchere. Well, you got me. You're right. Yeah. And that's why I don't like it. And this is Herbie Hancock. I know, but that's, you know, you're fooling me. But John Hyde said he sang some other stuff, too. Herbie Hancock. Uh, actually, he was an instrumentalist. Oh, well, he did music. That's right. Right. Here's here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We still have snow showers out there. They're pushing southward across eastern Minnesota and, of course, across the Twin Cities as well. doesn't look like it's going to be a major problem for the afternoon commute, uh, but you'll encounter some snow showers from time to time. Uh, temperatures are going to really drop off, though, down to about 7 above. Wind chills of 0 to 5 below. We're going to have northwest winds at around 10 to 15 miles per hour. Partly cloudy, still cold tomorrow, high of around 20. 25 on Friday, some light snow develops, an inch or two not out of the question here. It's one of those clippers that's going to move on through Friday and Friday night. Then Saturday, partly cloudy, 23. 30 on Sunday, some more light snow develops. Sunday afternoon continues into Monday. Monday's high in the morning, uh, somewhere in the lower 30s, and then dropping to 26 in the afternoon. Flurries and windy and cold on Tuesday. High of about 18 with the low down to 2 above by Tuesday night. That's uh, the real deal again by early next week. Until that time, some scattered snow showers tonight, Joe, down to about 7 above. Right now we're at 19. Thank you. I have a question, and I don't mean it to be uncharitable. In fact, I thought of a charitable way to ask the question. What is and the I'll be glad to entertain any euphorian who calls me. Okay. What has the left accomplished that exemplifies competency? What has the left accomplished that exemplifies Competence, competency, and and I have a story here that maybe maybe ask the question. How do you? Well, what are you asking? Uh, efficiency. What what schemes does the left dream up that prove to work competently? Uh, there's a story out of New York. I would describe this as disgusting. We have to look at this every day. Peter Wright is fed up. His home looks out at Public School Number Sixty Two which routinely leaves huge piles of trash at the curb for the city sanitation department to collect. Normally, there are about 40 to 50 bags per day out there, the, Rose, the Rossville resident said. Wright showed NY1 photos he snapped to document the problem, which he said is made even worse when raccoons get into the trash and spread it around the neighborhood. PS62 is New York's first green public school. Oh, I hate the name, by the way. Wright said residents have been complaining ever since the school opened two years ago. Ironically, it is the city's first green school designed to be easy on the environment by, pro by producing the energy it uses. 
It's an excessive amount of garbage for a school that's green. That should be producing not even a quarter of that garbage every day, especially with only three grades in the school, Wright said. What? A lot of people are concerned that the garbage will blow in front of their house and they'll get summons for it, said Anthony Morangeli, who also lives nearby. I don't want bugs and rats running around in the street here. My kids play on this block. I don't want this near my house. Homeowners said they contacted elected officials and the local community board. Board employees say they alerted the mayor's office and the sanitation department, but residents say the problem persists. Public schools have received extensive assistance and guidance from the Department of Sanitation on how to comply with the city's recycling law and the school organic program requirements, and it is incumbent upon schools to properly participate in the recycling programs. In this case, we will set up a meeting with the pertinent school staff to ensure they are properly managing their material, a sanitation department spokeswoman said in a statement to New York One, which is, I don't know, TV station or something in New York. City Education Department officials said they were aware of the complaints and were working with the Sanitation Department and the school's custodians to address the problem. Wright, the resident, said relief cannot come soon enough. I would just like this situation fixed as soon as possible for the community, he said. So here here you have the first green school, and all it's done is create a problem. What, What has the left done in the name of its virtue? that proves to be competent. And I'm willing to to acknowledge anything you can come up with. Not you specifically, any right, listener. Right. What what is NY1 is a New York uh, television station. What what have, have what have they come up with that is proved to work? That is proved to be beneficial, that is proved to be wise. Well, plus it's a, this is just BS from the salon. Let's have a green school. Right. And all it does is result in a bunch of crap piled up in front of their school every day. Which you'd think the staff, knowing they're a green school, would have been trained on how to uh, recycle Yeah, we have to compost. set an example. Right. We have to make sure there's not a scrap of, of debris in front of this building. We have to set the example. We, we fought long and hard for the belief that we should have a green school and reduce our energy use and even produce our own energy if need be. We have to be the standard bearers here. We have to show the world how this is done. Well, and they're failing miserably. Well, unless they're asking for money. You know, if they got their hand out, of course. Well, I, I, I yeah, the public, uh, the taxpayer, good at that. the taxpayers pay for the public school system, of course, but do they and they don't even do themselves any favors. They, they 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 luxuriate on the one hand in being billed New York's first green public school. It's on paper it's great. Well, that went out the window. No one's buying their BS now. So what good did it do them? So how will they be held accountable? Well, you all you have here is the normal boilerplate jumbo mumbo jumbo from the city sanitation department and the various spokespeople for this and that and the other thing. Ed, Joe, uh, your a better question than the rhetorical one you came up with is what has the left come up with that they're willing to abide by themselves? That's a great question. Apparently, you know, they're not that, willing to abide by it at this school. Well, Ted, Ted Kennedy was all for uh, for renewable energy and all that until they wanted to put uh, windmills out in the bay in, in Massachusetts, and he didn't want to look at them. Which has now been defeated, and those uh, wind that windmill farm will not be in uh, in the Sound in uh, off Cape Cod. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's where the thank you. That's where the term windmilling came from. Kelly. I would say propaganda and scandal. You think and that hypocrisy is a good one that he was just saying. That's a great one too. And that is performed competently. Well, they're we're competent at uh, making scandal and propaganda, aren't they? I mean, that's all right. Thank you. And Jim. Hello, Joe. Hi. I think uh, the left is challenged to come up with something that they've accomplished, such as the national interstate highway system. Where is their national interstate highway system? And I don't think they can come up with anything such as that. I'm having trouble making the interstate highway system analogous to the question. Well, as an accomplishment, as something like that was passed, I believe, by the the Eisenhower administration, correct? Yeah, but it might have had tremendous bipartisan support. That's before our time, yeah. I agree, but the left does not have anything like that that has tremendous bipartisan support. The only thing they've accomplished that they could probably point to is Obamacare, which passed strictly along a party-line vote. There's nothing that they have you know, brought forward that has united Congress, united the country. All right, thank you. Joe? Yes. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, The press in New York should be all over this story. But for things to be green follows the template that you must believe if you're a writer for the New York Times, for example. Is anyone going to do a nice piece on this, pointing out the folly of New York's first public green school is anything but. Or that would really. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. What impressed the uh, Franken people, Chris, that you told me were director of social media? Well, I think because they have denied our request over the years, mm-hmm. they probably felt that any good publicity right now, or any publicity right now for him, would be good. Was well, he talking camp. to others? I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. I have to sneeze. He must be talking to others if he's going to talk to Joe. Because right, we're, we're way one on the down. List. Yeah, yeah, we're way down at the bottom. But maybe he's just doing the circuit. Now. Next thing you know, Keeler will be calling. Right. I would like that, too. These pillars of our virtue. Hmm. Well, I shouldn't say anything until we at least get Al off the line. Ah, huh? uh, yeah. Let's. You never know if they're listening. Prior. Fifteen hundred ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's nineteen degrees more GL in a moment.